Hi, this is Amory Fox, and you're listening to my podcast on your terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Hi, welcome back to On Your Terms. Uh, today, I'm delighted to have an amazing guest on the show, Pamela Lard. I first heard about you when you appeared on Dragon's Den. However, it was last year when you were on The Apprentice that I really uh, took notice. The Apprentice is one of my favorite shows. So to have an Irish person on it was so exciting. And you came third overall, which is absolutely amazing. And I felt that watching you, you did stay true to yourself and, and that really came true. I know you've achieved so much to date and I'm sure there's a lot more to come. So today, what I'm hoping to do is find out more about what drives you, your goals, your ambitions, and really to see if it's possible to do all of this while living life on your own terms. So welcome, Pamela, and thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here and chatting to you. And God, yeah, when you say everything that I've done, I'm like, oh gosh, still so much more to do. And yeah, it's, it's great though. It's, I can't believe we're a year from The Apprentice already. I know, I know. It's been such a year for you, but that's only from, I suppose, what people have seen. And it's happened, a lot has happened before all that. But um, I suppose firstly, just maybe to get an idea of what's going on for you right now, or a little bit about who you are. So apart from being on The Apprentice, I'm a business owner. So I own my own brand called Moxie Loves. And that's what really inspired me to apply for The Apprentice. Um, I'm a sole founder of my company. And I guess my background in beauty, um, my mom has had a beauty salon. And so I've grown up in the industry. And so just always wanted to be part of it. And I think secretly in the back of my mind, always wanted my own brand. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's where I am today. Just chugging away. Brilliant, brilliant. I love it. How did it all start out? Or, you know, even when you were back in school, is it always something you wanted to do? Or is this a different path? Like, can you remember when you were young? What what was your ambitions? Totally. And I think I even my friends would have known from my time in school that this is what I was always going to do as far as running my own beauty something. So when I left school at 18, I had already lined up a nail bar in House of Fraser. So my mom basically was in talks with House of Fraser and I was like, I want to run it. So um, I managed the whole nail bar. I worked there every single day. Sometimes I was there from the opening of the store to the close of the store. You know, literally I was just there like 15 hours, you know, every day. And I loved it. And um, it really made me feel like, okay, this is my business. I was 18. I'd just been to the Debs. And then a week later we opened the nail bar. at 18. Yeah, yeah, and I and I made such a success that we really we actually grew the floor, the footprint in the store, and I soon realized I love this, but this isn't big enough for me. Um, I realized soon after I was in that it just wasn't really scalable, okay. knowing sort of limitations around staff and people letting you down, and I thought this is just not going to be enough for me. And I and I was there about four years, and I thought you know I have to do something else. My ambition is just too big. And so I decided that service was not for me and I wanted something more scalable. So I started to um, bring out my own range. So it took about two years behind the scenes. Um, yeah. And I, did, I, I, sort of, I guess it was sort of a whim, a passion and 
knowing that I wanted to be in the beauty industry, but not quite as my mum was and not quite as I was. Yeah. And so, yeah, it really just went, grew legs from there. And where did the idea for you come to from the service side to product? How did you decide on what products to go for or that products was the way forward for you? I think it started when my mum had her beauty salon and when we would look at new products. And we always had a very traditional way of doing a product. We would say, okay, what's the pure plan? Are there celebrities using it? We would always want that from a product. And my mum would have done a lot of Ireland AM back in the day. I started doing a lot of expose and that would have been with other people's brands. And we could see what that did for brands it grew them you know they started to scale we made we were actually the first stockist of glam glow i don't know if you're aware of that brand estee lauder bought it a few years okay. ago we were the first irish stockist and it just exploded and i think we were like okay we're doing this for all these other brands but we could do this for ourselves that's so amazing. um we always thought that but then yeah that's what really made me i i thought i think i knew what made a good product so i thought well i'm going to really explore this now okay brilliant brilliant and then to get to the products did you do a lot of research in finding out what was the right products and what, I suppose, put you in one direction over another direction? How did you pick what products to go for? That's an interesting one because I think a lot of people would have expected me to go into nails because that is what I mainly was known in Ireland for because yeah. I had a nail bar, I started doing photo shoots and from there really just got into that behind the scenes type um, industry and I, and I watch makeup artists and I think that that's where the inspiration came from. I didn't want to go for nails because I didn't want this brand to be me. I wanted it to be a brand on its own. And so I looked at the makeup artists, I looked at their kits, I looked at what they were using. And I thought, how can I improve on what professionals use and also bring it to the everyday consumer? So that's what inspired me for all the products. Brilliant. That's fantastic. So currently at the moment, you have a range of products and you are, as I said, set up your own business and working really well but what advice would you have given yourself younger Pamela like to have made things go easier for you or is there anything you wish you had known a couple of years ago? Lots of things Um, I think some of the things were part of the journey in a sense that I learned about how to do things better by making mistakes and I think I wouldn't take that away from my younger self because it's important yeah Um, potentially I think where I may have benefited a bit from either working for somebody else for a period of time or going to college, um, because there are skills that I don't have that I am now very aware of now that I'm kind of running my own business. And yes, I, I don't need to be able to do everything, but the type of entrepreneur, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are like this. They want to know at least how to do everything, even if they're not physically doing it. So there are things I don't know that I wish I knew. Um, so whether it was a degree like maybe marketing, digital marketing, or whether it was getting a year in a multinational, you know, just okay. to sort of pick up a few, yeah. absorb a bit more. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. And is there anything you would change or do differently setting up your business now? I don't think so. I think that everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. You know, like a de- obviously I went on Dragon's Den to get investment. It fell through that at the time 
I felt was it was it the right decision now I look back goes yes it was and obviously I really wanted Lord Sugar's investment I didn't get it was that the right investment to not get yes I believe so now so everything in hindsight I'm I'm happy with if if that makes sense yeah yeah no that's good and I I like the fact that you said you know you're not going to take away from yourself the mistakes that you did make because they're 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 what drives you on they're what helps you make new decisions what are your goals going forward either for yourself personally or for your business I think I'm so, I feel like uh, maybe a lot of entrepreneurs and founders are like this, but my personal, my business is so intermingled that I think personally, I feel a lot of joy from the goals that are happening in business. Um, So that helps me then get excited about things. Um, It also makes me be able to relax because when you're running your own business, if you don't hit the goals, your personal life is upside down because you're stressed. So um, definitely I have some goals. We, you know, we're looking at, a lot of exports this year and some of those deals are exciting to me so I you know America is a big goal it'll always be there like I don't even know if I've even attempted it yet but it's there it's top of my list and another goal is to grow the product range because that's just something that I get so passionate about and they're the two kind of main ones and then personally I think um, maybe taking a bit more me time, I should probably. And I think now COVID-19 has helped that a bit, you know, spending more time with family, yeah. less time traveling and more time at home. Yeah. And Pamela, do you write your goals down? No, I'm terrible. I, I, I wish that I was better at that, but um, yeah. sometimes I find if I sit down and do things like that, I feel like I'm wasting time. Like I'd rather be more hands-on yeah. um, and I'm a little bit bit impatient so sometimes when I look at my dreams and I have them written down I'm like god I'm never gonna get there you know so yeah I try and just do things little like day by day and then I probably have more by the time I achieve those I'll probably have three more that are <laughs> I love know, it. That's brilliant. harder to reach yeah yeah keep pushing yourself and Pamela do you know what makes you happy do you know yeah I think um I think that over the years it's changed, of course. Um, I used to really complain about a jet set life. I used to like hate going to London for an hour meeting and flying home. I have to say, I do really miss that side of my life. And so I know that that buzz really makes me happy. So whether it's a stress buzz or a fun buzz, I really do enjoy that. So I've had to... um, I've definitely had to deal with the fact that I'm not traveling as much and I do miss that. So I think I know that that kind of lifestyle really does excite me and get me going. And it does make me happy because then I think you can relax. You know, the relaxing time seems nicer when you've had yeah. you know, crazy yeah. weeks. And even this week, you know, recording this podcast with you, I'm doing a lot of stuff with local enterprise office. And that to me, I've just, it gets me so happy and excited. It like exhilarates me and stimulates my mind. So if I'm busy, Brilliant. I really feel happier. Brilliant. I love it. And the fact, I suppose, that because you can't travel at the moment, that you're able to see that it is something that you really like. So when it yeah. does come back, you'll, you'll enjoy it that bit more. What about people that might have inspired you? I mean, to come from just always having this passion to work in the beauty industry and then to set up a brand of products, you know, that's like for somebody so young, that's a huge achievement. Where did you get your inspiration from, Pamela? I have to say it's my parents, both of my parents own their own businesses and okay. there wasn't a day after school that 
they were both home at the same time. So right. either I'd be in my mum's beauty salon or I'd be in my dad's car garage. And I think obviously the la- like the latter was not my dream. <laughs> I can't salon. really see you as a mechanic, no. So, yeah. um, so mum and I, like I just loved being there and seeing her work. The second I could get a job, like my first job was in Brent Thomas in a department store and I loved it. I was 16 and I didn't need to work there. I could have worked in my mum's salon, you know, I'm sure she yeah. hired me, but yeah. I just loved working. And she definitely gave me that passion for having a job, having your own job and soon realized that I wanted to be my own boss very quickly after working a few years in retail. <laughs> that is amazing. And is that probably from looking at your parents running their own business that you felt this is the life that you wanted? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure if I quite knew how stressful it is. <laughs> they definitely yeah. concealed that a bit. Um, but it's just the, the dedication that you have to a job that you don't feel that you can really fulfill when you're working for somebody else you want to make everything better and when you're an employee a lot of the times you just can't do that and that never satisfied me I wanted to be hands-on with every element of it so I think yeah watching my mum be able to have touch points in all her business physically working with clients but running the business too I just it just it made me hungry to achieve and work just looking at her I love it. There's such a passion there behind it from you. Like you can just see the interest and, you know, you're lighting up talking about it. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, it really does make me happy. I just, I just like working. I've always been that way. (laughs) Very good. And you obviously need to within your line of business. So I know you're very, very busy, but do you read books or is there any books that you would advise people, whether they're business books or self-help or even just anything at all, or even podcasts? Yeah, I mean, I personally love a podcast. I'm so glad that I found podcasts because whether I think it's really important to know that whether you're to know how you're feeling, because sometimes I put on a business podcast and if I've had not such a good day in my job and I listen to successful stories or amazing, like miraculous stories, I think, well, that's never going to happen to me and I'm a failure. So I don't listen to those. So I think know your mood and sometimes I put on a podcast, you know, that has crime involved or something unrelated to me. And that to me just sometimes is exactly what I need. But I have to say there was a a book that I was asked to read as part of a female entrepreneur program. And it was The Intelligent Entrepreneur. I really didn't enjoy reading it, I have to say. But I did enjoy afterwards because it was a huge amount of business jargon and business stories. And it took me a while as I was reading it because I I don't have a degree in business. And so that sometimes makes me feel like a bit of uh, like it's my Achilles heel in a sense when I'm discussing things with people who do. There's a lot of business jargon that goes on. And this book definitely helped me kind of get my head around some of it and understand a bit more and see people sort of the way conversations happen and I I found it helpful so I have it there and I can go back to it I also have it in a audiobook so that if I'm in the car I can stick it on love and, it going to yeah, a meeting so yeah exactly, something like that get all yeah. Businessy. <laughs> yeah no I love it that's great that's fantastic and what's next for you well what what are your goals other than reaching America and that do you know where you're going to be in the next few years That's a good question. I think I, when I was younger, I used to say, oh, by the time I'm 30, that was like my thing for everything. Sure. You know, we've loads of time until I'm 30. Now I'm 30 (laughs) and I'll be 31 this year. And I couldn't feel further from that when I'm 30 age. So, um, I don't think, I think for me, for the next five years, business is all I'm about, you know, obviously there's 
I wanted to travel again, like you mentioned, and um, I'm definitely going to make it my mission as soon as that opens up again to really put effort into that and um, do do it because I enjoy it, but also because the business needs it. You know, the exporting potential is there. But yeah. I think um, nothing's going to change for me personally. I'm not looking at kids and marriage or anything in the next five years. I'm really just going to put all my effort. Because I think a lot of businesses will feel that 2020 was sort of a year that we didn't really have the full potential yeah. in business. So yeah, uh, again, like 30, like, oh, in 2020, we'll be doing this. And now it's like, okay, we didn't really get there. So um, yeah. I'll be knuckling down for the next five years, I think. Great. It's brilliant to have. I know you don't even write your goals, but you have the vision. You know, you can see where you want to be in five years. And, and that's what really counts. What advice could you give people who might be looking to um, make some sort of a change in their life, either set up a business or, you know, yeah. even change their job? Is there any advice you would give people at the moment? Absolutely. I think it's a really difficult time, but I think any time is hard when you're making a change. It's really hard to know whether you've made the right decision or not. And for me, I think there was something I always, a saying I always felt just spoke to me, which is feel the fear and do it anyway. Because if, you, if you're not scared, it's not the right choice. I think, yeah. you know, you've yeah. got to go out on a limb, but you should feel that fear because that's, that's good fear. That's going to yeah. drive you to make a success. So to me, if you're scared, it's good. And then just go for it because there'll always be a reason not to. And I think that that's, you know, I probably have to tell myself that sometimes, you know, should I do this? Should I not? Well, there'll always be a not. So yeah. go with your gut and, and try and push yourself. So whether it's moving jobs asking for a raise, a promotion, you know, I know this is a hard time for people, but it's, it's a good time in a sense, you know, it's good things happen during troubling times, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. And Pamela was wondering, like, could you say you are living life on your terms? Oh, definitely. I think being a founder and an entrepreneur, everything is on your terms. You know, there's no one saying to you, like, are you coming to work? Yeah, yeah. If I don't feel like working, I don't have to work. And, you know, if I wake up at five in the morning, I can work, you know, so I have a huge flexibility on my life. And I'm so grateful for that because uh, it allows me to to work when I feel like it and, and not you know, when I need time to, to just not do anything. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's brilliant. But I'm sure there is so much ahead of you and the future is definitely bright. So I just wish you all the best in the future and continued growth and continued success. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Amory. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you take away some positive steps from it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.